Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Yeah, Cavs the podcast. Nate Smith, Tom Pestak, two man booth tonight. Um, much like the two man attack of uh, Jordan Clarkson and A.R. Smith, who were combined, <laughs> I think ten for thirty four, something like that tonight. It was not pretty uh, by the old Cavaliers uh, as they lost. Not a high scoring affair. No, in this uh, season of <laughs> throwback the, to the Mike Brown era. Yeah. Of the highest scoring in NBA history, the Cavs drop 86, lose 95-86. Although, uh, the Nuggets have been a pretty decent defensive or but we didn't play the Nuggets tonight. <laughs> Oklahoma City. <laughs> see what, see what oh, I did OKC <laughs> is, is pretty good. Fourth in defensive efficiency. Oh, okay. I didn't think they were any good defensively. Yeah, they're not, they're not too shabby. Well, part of it is Steven Adams is like a brick wall in human form. Yeah, I mean that guy is just—he is immovable in the paint. Um, but yeah, uh, they sh- uh, the Thunder shot forty-two percent. The Cavs shot thirty-seven percent. Oh, uh, the yeah, ten for thirty. Or okay, so Tristan Thompson five of thirteen, ten for thirty or twelve for thirty-one for Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson. Oh, that's actually actually a lot of shots to too inefficient. So Jordan Colin Sexton played a game high 42 minutes, which was kind of insane. That is insane. Uh, He was minus two on the night, but boy, it seemed like they were really trying to get him into the flow of the game. Um, Didn't have a minus. Don't lie. Well, he wasn't bad. I mean, Tristan Thompson was minus 18 on the night and (laughs) should not have been playing as many minutes as he did because the unsung hero was Ante Zizic, who had a near double-double in 17 minutes <laughs> with 10 points and 9 rebounds. And oh, man. Only playing because Chetty Osman went out with back spasms in the uh, first first quarter. Um, but Zizic, the only guy who could really do anything against Steven Adams. Um and then you had Jordan Clarkson with a near triple double, amazingly, with eleven points, eight assists, and nine rebounds, but seventeen shots and one of seven from three. And Jr. I'm gonna chuck it. Smith was uh, three for eleven from three. Yep, he had a terrible game as he uh, just tried to do too much. I mean, he was minus fourteen on the night. Um, just a lot of terrible shots, terrible passes. As Campy Russell said, the Cavs were just looking for the home run ball all night. They just wouldn't work the offense. You know? No, wait. First he said, well, you're absolutely right, Jeff. And then, yeah, he, and then said he said that. Yeah, that. yeah exactly. 
I love Campy, by the way. Oh, I do too. Uh, Campy Russell was saying you're absolutely right before uh, before Troy Aikman was. So <laughs> he, he invented your Will. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're absolutely right, Joe. <laughs> That's what Troy Aikman always. I hate Troy Aikman. Uh, or as I call him, old cow eyes. <laughs> wait, compared to who? Joe Buck? Oh, I just I hate them both. They 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 annoy me. Um, yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of that crew. So. Joe Buck is so universally hated that I've actually I'm contrarian enough that I've come around to the idea that I don't hate Joe Buck, well, even though every even yeah. though every fiber of my being actually does hate Joe Buck. <laughs> Joe, I can't I can't I can't join any mob of any really, kind. Really, even I, after the I, 2016 uh, World Yeah, uh, after the um the love affair with Kyle Schwarber. I just I have a I have an anathema to mobs. So whenever I see one forming, I just I start to hate whatever it is that mob. So there's yeah, a no, mob. I get it. I'm the same there's way. a mob after Joe Buck, so I'm just not gonna be a part of it anymore. Yeah. But uh Colin Sexton's biggest problem tonight, uh A, besides playing too many minutes, um, had a disastrous end of the first half where he just was awful to ba- on both ends of the court to basically spark an 8-0 run for uh for Indy not India uh, Oklahoma City to end the half and then the other thing just all night he'd kind of fart around till he had about 5 seconds left on the shot clock and then would just kind of pass to somebody in a terrible situation like Tristan Thompson at the elbow like yeah. that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah, Thompson. and then he and then he yeah. catches it. Like, what do I do? Oh, maybe I'll try like a little flip shot. Yeah, yeah. and Tristan Thompson at the elbow with five seconds or less on the shot clock is just that is not uh, good offense in today's NBA. So, is it better than Jordan Clarkson with any seconds on the so shot clock? Jordan Clarkson actually, I aside from missing a lot of threes, which you know. I, I thought most of the shots he took were good. This was his best passing game of the season. I mean, he had eight assists. He had a lot. He was finding shooters all night. He actually really played well, I thought. All right. I got to bury my, my yeah, reflexive I mean, but, Clarkson. You know, 90% of the time, it's take a, <laughs> if, if you take a drink every time Jordan Clarkson <laughs> stares at a wide-open teammate and doesn't pass you to him. You better have yeah. Uber. <laughs> yeah. You better have Uber and be on the short list for a liver transplant. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, he's but I mean he he was surprisingly good tonight. So J.R. Smith not good. Tristan Thompson kind of they put him in bad situations and he just is what he is at this point. Although late in the game the Cavs ran some really interesting stuff because they played Larry Nance. I'm sorry, Nance. I like that. Larry Nance. Nance. That's Larry how Nance. that's how Colin would have pronounced it. Yeah. Karasev. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. It was Karasev. What a um, good memory. You have such a selectively great memory. I mate. know, isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, I'm so bad with like the everyday and mundane and then yeah. like I can remember that it was Sergey Karasev. It was, it was Sergey Karasev, yeah. Uh, terrible draft pick, by the way. They passed on I believe Rudy Gobert and oh they passed on another guy that was You were a big year. Gobert guy. I, I was a big Gobert guy. Yeah, I do I remember mean, that. Karasev you were all about you were all about the wingspan. Yeah. Well, I just thought he looked like a player that, like, if you get a guy that big that looks like he knows how to play, you know, there's so many of those guys that just don't even know how to play. There's some guy in AAU right now that's like seven, 
three, and he literally looks like a two D video game. Like I gotta, <laughs> I gotta post the clips of this guy because it's disconcerting to watch him. Yeah, because he's like he literally turns sideways and disappears. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, no one I, has ever said that about us, Nate. No, <laughs> no, I'm I'm I am three D. <laughs> And I'm we're not describing futuristic. my defense. Yeah, we're futuristic. Yeah, no, I mean, if I describe my defense, it would be 3F, threes and fouls. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, though. Yeah. In the playoffs, you can get away with that. Exactly, exactly. So, and speaking of teams that got away with a lot of fouls, um, OKC gets away with a lot of fouls. Yeah, I, but, uh, like what type? Like the holding when guys are trying to yeah, break? Yeah, holding. Or just like the, smacking uh, when shots or... well one of the things that steven adams is really good at looking like he's going straight up but kind of giving you the little nudge with his arm because he keeps his arms real close to his body so he'll have one hand real high up and he'll just have one the other hand kind of like doing the little t-rex thing where he's grabbing on your jersey <laughs> or grabbing on so your, he would be a great uh cornerback in the nfl uh, no, I don't think that would probably be true. He's a, he's a little <laughs> stiff for that. But, you know, he reminds me of, you ever see The Longest Yard? No. Uh, the remake with uh, Adam Sandler? Oh, okay. I've not seen either. You, you haven't seen either. Well, I've seen them both. And, Wait, uh, is this is this the one about, like, the prison team? The prison football, yeah. There's, okay, there's I've the seen big, parts of it. Yeah, there's this gigantic person that is in the the longest yard and uh and that's who steven adams reminds me of like people just run into him and they just fall over so like similar to the guy in uh happy gilmore guns don't kill people i kill people yeah exactly <laughs> so on the okc side we had you know steven adams plus 29 points 13 boards two steals two blocks just i mean that guy probably one of the more underrated players in the yeah. league like probably leads the league at, near the top of the league every season and the, the stat they are tracking for Tristan the other night screen assists which i guess you lead you set a screen that leads to a bucket okay so i got to think he's right near the top just, and also, just at all or does it have to be like associated with the strong side or something or i don't know i, okay. I don't know anything beyond that but <laughs> That'd be interesting watching people try to pad that stat, just like <laughs> randomly, like screening. Yeah, I love I love stat padding. Like when you see the big, his eyes get real big when the ball looks like it's going to go out of bound, but he realizes he can get a free rebound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine if like I could I could pad my screen assist. He's <laughs> just like randomly humping a guy as he goes. He runs up boards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Steven Adams, really underrated. Well, I saw some stat last year was like, uh, Steve, the whole reason that, um, Russell Westbrook is able to average a triple double is because Steven Adams just blocks out like two players, like every single possession and yeah. just lets Russell Westbrook get the rebound so he can pad his rebound stats. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, he was really good. And then the umlaut, uh, Schroeder's cat, as we yeah. call him on Cat's the blog, <laughs> uh, just lit up Colin Sexton. Uh, twenty eight points plus twenty on the night. Uh, was just getting a running start on Sexton for the most part and just blowing by him quite often. Um, for twenty eight points and seven rebounds. Um on 19 shots. So yeah, he was, he was pretty solid. And 
that's really all they needed because the Cavs could not score points and Paul George with 18 and, you know, 18 and seven, but it was really just the Cavs inability to score points and, and get key stops late uh, that kind of led to the, the loss. Also another high turnover, 19 turnovers, um, J.R. Smith with four awful turnovers. And then of course, Colin Sexton with three, Colin loosest handle for a point guard in the NBA Sexton. I, that guy, I've never seen a point guard that dribbles the ball so far away from his body so often. Sexton? I mean, yeah. I mean, he just throws that ball around all over the place and it's like, what are you doing? Just, I mean, he just has a really loose handle. He really needs to fix that. So, I don't know what have you noticed that about him, or what what have you noticed about Colin Sexton? His footwork's not good. Um, He can't. You know, part of making good passes is having proper footwork. So, if you watch guys, you know, guys that were really good pure point guards, John Stockton, Steve Nash, Mark Price, Kyle Korver has amazing footwork. Oh, okay. Not would you agree? Like oh, I, able, I do, yeah, I, yeah. I do to be able agree. to finish and play as well as he is with, with he does yeah. with his limited athleticism, he has perfect technique yeah. on his footwork. I mean, a lot of young players at bad footwork. Kyrie Irving, I thought, always had poor footwork. Um, well, that's weird though, because Kyle uh, Kyrie Irving has amazing footwork on drives. Like I've never seen a guy who could finish off either foot with either hand as well as. But Kyrie. he has a lot of creativity. But yeah. just when it comes to, okay, so. This guy's going to be opened on my left side, but I'm a right-handed player. So how do I get the ball there? A lot of times you need to make a move first with your feet in order to get your body in position that now you can make a wraparound pass or use your left hand or whatever. So I've seen passes that opened up for Sexton, and he's just... Yeah, he just doesn't have the angle. He's not at the angle to get it there. Right, and he doesn't have a maneuver to quickly do that. So... yeah. um, I don't know. I honestly, I haven't watched enough to make really strong comments on Colin Sexton. I think it's probably it's the kind of thing where, um, you know, certain things um, will be hard to change, and certain things will, and it'll just be up to him and the coaching staff whether he gets better at them. So I wouldn't yeah. take. I mean, wait. he had some really nice moments tonight. He had one where he split a pick and roll and dunked on a uh, dribble drive where he picked his, the ball up from the free throw line. I mean, it was really <coughs> solid. Uh, one thing I will say, he <coughs> finishes really well with either hand on either side of the basket. So he had a bunch of drive. He had about three drives tonight where he finished with the left hand on the right side of the basket, which is a fairly advanced move for an NBA player. But he, he can't came shoot. about in the, in the post-Vine age. Or yeah, else exactly. He could become as overrated as Kyrie Irving did. <laughs> well, the thing that helped Kyrie was he was an amazing shooter when yeah. he came out of college. I mean, he was a, an over 40% three-point shooter, I believe, in his rookie year, um, or right near there. And Colin Sexton clearly doesn't have his confidence in his Jay the way Kyrie does. I mean, Colin Sexton is not a shoot the three off the dribble point guard. He will do that in a catch and shoot situation, but he has kind of kind of funky form on his uh on his J. And, <laughs> well, I mean his his arm form is is weird. Like it's it's hard to describe. Like he just kind of it's almost too far over to the right. Yeah. 
uh the way he the way he shoots that but and then you know then you a got, little a little like he's just is his balance seem off or a lot of these guys come out of college and the way they load up to shoot is so broken and you yeah. watch like veterans and there's just no wasted movement and that's why that's one of the reasons why I think Donovan Mitchell is like a future MVP because oh, yeah. I watched him as a rookie just have this like perfectly pure shot like load up where he could he could get off a great shot at any speed um coming around any type of like screen or anything and it's just like man that is that's like a, that's like something you know Ray Allen you know was like yeah. that um, Well the other thing about Donovan Mitchell is he's a sick finisher Oh, yeah. Like he can yeah. finish from so many angles. Like he, I he's not as good as Kyrie, but he definitely spins the ball really well on the finish. Yeah. And what's like, been, and the same what's kind been of going a, on with Utah, by the way? Why they look uh, great and they've lost like four in a row or something? Part of the problem is the West is brutal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they've been getting kind of like shellacked. Like they lost by uh, ten to Memphis, and they lost by like. 15 to Denver, and then they lost by 13 to the Raptors. Well, all three of those teams are pretty darn good is part of the problem. I mean, is Memphis Denver, good? Uh, Memphis is a winning team. Four, yeah. yeah, and then the Raptors and Denver have only lost one game each. So, mm-hmm. you know, both those teams are really good. Denver, Denver is stacked. Um, and Denver is kind of the model that the Cavs should kind of try and emulate i mean denver just collected assets and drafted really well for like four or five years and now all of a sudden the roster just seems just well and then you, yeah and it just, i love teams that like do that and then they're like you know who we should add paul freaking Millsap. <laughs> like that's absolutely yeah. who you should add that is oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah like like uh what what did we what did we call rpm uh wrap them all stars yeah <laughs> Yeah, yep. exactly. Or uh or statistical wunderkind uh Thad Young. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I see that um the the Nuggets got uh Juan Hernan Gomez. Juan Her- oh, Wancho. Yeah. Wancho so wasn't who he lit the Cavs up the other night. Was he on the Nick? No, no, he's No, there's two that. Hernan Gomez's. They're brothers. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, okay. That's part of what's throwing you off. So Wancho's okay. been on that team his whole career, and then uh, I can't remember who the other Hernan Gomez brother was. Yeah. And um, nah, now I got to go look at it. Hernan Gomez. Hey, Guillermo. Guillermo, Guillermo Hernan yeah. Gomez. So, but you know the real reason why the Nuggets are nine and one, right? Why is that? Their off-season addition of Mark Price as an assistant coach. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Uh, getting a shot with the Cavs next year as a head coach. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, for one thing, you got to know that one of the things I really like about Mark Price is clearly he does not let his ego get in the way of, yeah. you know, being, you know, he was a head coach at, at uh, what was it, South Carolina? Or, uh, no, it was uh, Charlotte. Um, Charlotte, yeah. Yeah, and didn't have a great United. record there, um, but... Clearly, no qualms about coming in the NBA, taking a shooting coach position. You know, not doesn't have that ego, and I think that would help him assemble a really good staff. You know what I mean? Like, not have like, oh, I gotta, I gotta be the guy that you know coaches this defense or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Uh, so I, I, I feel like that would help him. And it, it's these guys that have these egos like Mark Jackson seem like kind of the biggest problem. But so I got to get your take. So we've kind of covered the game. I, I, I don't yeah, yeah. know if we have really that much else to talk about this game. I, I think we can talk about the last game a little bit. I mean, but and good for Mike Malone, by the way, former Cavs assistant oh, yeah. coach under Mike Brown in the uh, LeBron 1.0 era. Oh, yeah. And really coached well, pretty much the best coach that uh, Sacramento had um, in the last seven, eight years. Uh, the one winning season or near winning season they had with uh, 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 DeMarcus Cousins. And then they let him go for some inexplicable reason. Yeah, well, that, they're and a pretty hot much mess. poisoned the well. <laughs> yeah, Although they're a winning team this year, which is weird. They're like six and four this year. So All right, well, but you anyway. need to get my takes. I'm ready. I'm so ready yeah, for I want I want your hot take on right. should the Cavs have have given Larry Drew the bag? Should uh, they have paid Larry Drew? What, what What do you think of the Larry Drew? I'm not your act i'm not your interim head coach well i don't i mean i think look at the history of the Cavs. i mean yeah coaches win coach of the year and then the next year they get canned because lebron might not like them i mean you know i mean that's why danny ferry left ultimately was because he said Mike Brown's my guy, and if I don't have the power to decide who my coach is, I'm not going to re-sign as GM. And Dan Gilbert was like, okay, see ya. While he tried to go get, um, what's his face, uh, Michigan State coach. Tom, Tom, Izzo. Tom Izzo. Yeah, that didn't work or, out. Or as EG's idea, if uh, Larry Drew doesn't pan out, wax Tom Izzo. <laughs> what? Wax Tom Izzo? Like yeah, a wax figure of Tom Izzo. So when they played the preseason game in uh, – in, in East Lansing, they had a wax Tom Izzo and okay. a wax Michigan State like uh, museum of like Tom Izzo and all these players. And wax Tom Izzo creepy. was creepy as hell. Yeah. And so EG <laughs> was like, that's who the Cavs should hire if they uh, can't hire Tom Izzo. Just okay. get wax Tom Izzo. So anyway, showed you how much Tom's been reading the blog. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I've been busy. Hey, Tom, Tom's got an ownership stake. I do. Yeah, I do. I'm like Usher. I, I, I got that. I still got that small ownership thing. You can still show up at the queue anytime you want in your in your jacket of many colors. Yeah, yeah. But, anyway, I mean, I, I think I think he's just trying to gain some leverage. I mean, the Cavs will shell out a lot of money um, at their own turnover. So I could totally see why Larry Drew doesn't you know, wants to try to capitalize on that. And maybe he thinks he has them um, over a barrel a little bit just because you got to have a coach. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't, I guess begrudge him for doing that, but should the Cavs have, I mean, what, what did the Cavs give him? Uh, oh, I don't know what the dollar amount was. Um, it's not like player contracts where they kind of say, but basically they gave him a guaranteed pay bump this year and then like a okay. partial buyout okay. next year. All right. So, so basically like a one and a half year contract. Basically. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably fine. I don't, I think they need to be looking aggressively yeah. for a, a different coach, someone that wasn't here. I, honestly, I think you just need to sort of clean house a little bit. Um, 
I agree with you there, but I also feel like they made some really bizarre and not very intelligent decisions in terms of, you know, clearing out the assistant coaching staff, Phil Handy, their player development coach left. Uh, they didn't want to re-sign him. They like all the training staff. They got rid of a lot of their senior guys and brought in younger guys. And of course, you know, they're being sued right now. Yeah. Yeah. By, um, but by see, I saw two different reports. So I saw, a news report where I read what Jim Boylan was trying to sue them for ageism and the amount was $25,000, which is a <laughs> tap. Which is what? A strip club for the Cavs. Oh, yeah. And then I saw the Cavs like posted a press release about it and the amount in there was like, I mean, was it like over a million dollars or something? I mean, yeah, it was that makes more sense. I think the the first number is probably off, right? Because so I those are even, two. Yeah. So when I saw when I saw the initial news report, I thought, I mean, my bias was to say, wow. I I mean, I guess there's something probably here, and Jim Boylan's really just trying to make a statement because twenty five k is like chump change. And then when I saw like the fire breathing. Uh, press release response from the Cavs where it yeah, you know, where it made vi- it viciously attacked how much and I saw that number and I was like well yeah if that's what if that's what this lawyer really tried to do that's asinine <laughs> but also the other side of that is like like seriously did you write this press release in Comic Sans I mean it was a little <laughs> vitriolic <laughs> I loved it though. I love it what's wrong with that I don't know I just feel like I mean defend your you honor come cool. um, yeah, I don't know. The Cavs are, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm probably gonna end up dying on the <laughs> Dan hill. Gilbert that, is a good. Well, yeah. no, just, just the hill that the Cavs weren't as dysfunctional as everyone wants to make it seem. Like an article came out in Sports Illustrated today or yesterday saying, "Oh, look, look at the Cavs. They're like the worst team of all time." And turns out, like LeBron just covered up like a billion warts, and it's like, okay, I, I, I get it. But again, LeBron. Yeah. LeBron is not a system player. LeBron is the son. Le- LeBron if, is the system. Yeah, and if you want, you know, uh, uh, if you want to wind up with a good team, all the planets have to revolve around the LeBron son. It's it's totally different yeah. from Michael Jordan, right? Like we had this, we talked about this on the podcast one time, right? About oh, how more than once, yeah. The year Jordan was gone, what was the guy's name that no one even knows who he is that played twenty five hundred minutes? At the shooting guard. I'm going to look, yeah. I'm going to look this up. No, yeah, this up. we did look this up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and the Bulls lost like three more games than they will. Yeah. And they still made the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Chicago Bulls, what are we going back to? We're going back to like 1995. Uh, 90, no, 95. I think it was 94. I think 94 no, it's was the year he was going. Uh, 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 okay. So who was, sh- oh no, Jordan was here in 95. So was it? The year before that? Yeah, it was the year before. All right. So, in 1992, 1993, the Bulls three-peated by beating the God-is-on-our-side, Charles Barkley-led Phoenix Suns, um, and they won 57 regular season games. That's not Charles Barkley. That's Zion Williamson 1.0. What? You don't know who... Zion Williamson, there's a lot of Charles Barkley comps uh, who plays for duke 
Oh yeah, no, no, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so with Zion Williamson, one point one point oh, it's Charles Barkley. Zero point nine. Zero. <laughs> All right, so check this out. So on the year the Bulls threepeat, they win fifty-seven games, and uh, Michael Jordan plays. Um, how many minutes? How many minutes? How many totals? Michael Jordan plays three thousand minutes at the shooting guard position as a twenty-nine-year-old MVP. Actually, Barkley won the MVP that year. Or excuse me, Zion Williamson, 1.0, won the MVP that year. (laughs) Jordan leaves to go play baseball, right? Now, you would assume, oh, my gosh, Michael Jordan, the greatest player of all time, left. This must mean the Bulls, you know, just were terrible. And the very next season, they won two less games. So they won 55 instead of 57. And a guy named... uh, Pete Myers, (laughs) 30-year-old, started... Started 81 games at shooting guard and played 2,000 minutes. Who the hell is Pete Myers? Exactly. <laughs> so here's the thing. The Bulls they had also a got, Didn't they get Tony Kukoc that year, though, too? They did. And Tony Kukoc played 1,800 minutes. Um, so he was a good find for them. But the point is that the Bulls had a system, and they had the greatest player of all time at the shooting guard position in a system with other you know, good players. And so when they swapped out the greatest player of all time at the shooting guard position in the triangle offense with another shooting guard that wasn't nearly as good, but could, you know, get plugged into that, they had not this gigantic drop off. When with, with a guy like LeBron, the entire team is built around his skill sets, which include yeah. You know, this crazy, like, weak side, strong side to weak side cross court passing that he does. Um, that, that almost no other player in the league can do. Yeah. And so, you, first of all, you start combined with a, a, the most unbelievable driving ability possibly in NBA history. Right. So, you start you know. filling out your roster with, you know, clear out and better hit your spot up threes type players. Yeah. And you run not really any kind of system because everything's just predicated on. LeBron have it's almost like having an option quarterback, right? Yeah. It's like LeBron's like an option quarterback. He's just so good at it that it kind of works. And even though for a decade and a half, he, he's 49ers Colin Kaepernick. Uh, yeah, that first year basically. No, well, yeah. the, the Super Bowl year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, right. Like, oh my gosh, this guy's like the whole league will never be the same. Or, or Michael Vick, you know, but it's yeah. completely unrepeatable. Right. You know? Right. So there, I, I mean, I thought the Cavs would be better than this, but I definitely was prepared for a pretty steep drop off, just given yeah. the fact that their star, that everything revolved around, literally, like from a just his gravity is gone. Yeah, I well, think- there also have the trades they made at the end of last season were abysmal. Like Rodney Hood is yeah. just a, not a good player. Like I've watched. I feel like I've watched three quarters of a season's worth of Rodney Hood games, and he is he is a human, you know, disappearing act. He's like a '90s. He's like a '90s player. <laughs> he is not even Pete Myers. Yeah, jeez. Oh, he just like I've never seen a guy that can disappear for longer stretches than he does. I mean, he just kind of and he's terrible on defense he's Other so just george not hill. impactful <laughs> yeah but george hill i feel like george hill just say <laughs> he's just saying f it you know what yeah. i mean uh, he, he's a disappearing act oh i yes. know and then the problem is is he had such a monster game the other night 
Yeah. And we and didn't so even you... we haven't even talked about the utter collapse oh, against yeah. Orlando. Well, let me just finish my thought. Yeah, I, I'm I, I'll probably end up dying on a couple of hills. Obviously, I'll die on the no, we did not refuse to give up J.J. Hickson for Amari Stoudemire Hill. <laughs> I'm definitely going to die on the Kyrie is super overrated Hill. Um, or I might, a lot of people might join me on that Hill. Like my buddy that's a Celtics fan is like getting super frustrated with Kyrie now. Um, but <laughs> Kyrie, I, 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 who's totally like social engineering the Celtics right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I will, I will probably die on the Hill that says very specifically, the Cavs in the Dan Gilbert era were not as dysfunctional as the the consensus would have you believe, right? Fit that into a headline for okay, that's a Michael Scott headline right there. And uh not to be confused with a Dick Scott billboard. Um <laughs> I just think, obviously, I don't know what's going on. I mean, obviously, if there's a lot of smoke, chances are there could be fire. And there's a lot of smoke. There's been a lot of smoke for years about the Cavs as an organization. But at the same time, I think LeBron was a unique guy, and they had to try to handle that as best they could. And so this kind of And they mortgaged a lot of future assets to put forward a team they thought could win the playoffs. Yeah, but it's easy to it's easy to look back and say, oh, they should have got tough with LeBron and no, you know, not they won the greatest championship win. in NBA history. I'm right, not going to argue with the way any of it went down. Uh, I'm just all I'm saying is like yeah. when he left the first time, this, there was this idea that well, he needed to go to a place that um, you know was serious and was going to teach him how to be a winner and all this stuff, and the Cavs. You know, their pitch to him was like a bunch of inside jokes or something. <laughs> Fart jokes. Yeah, exactly. And he left. And, well, guess what? Uh, a lot of people claim that, you know, he left Miami because he wasn't that into Pat Riley's, you know, militant style, um, you know, four years in. And Mickey Arison's like, no, I'm not paying your boy that much. Kind of, you know, because that you could argue that a, a good organization makes tough choices and doesn't cater to the whims of um any one person in the organization and you could also argue that lebron has more power and leverage than really anyone um in the nba so i don't know i just it it looks really bad right now i I, i'd like to decouple the whole tyron lou larry drew jim billen fiasco from the fact that they just suck right now because i don't I mean, yeah. I know they are related, but from a from a management standpoint, I think it's fair to look at the former and say, "Well, man, come on, Cavs, get it together." Yeah. And the latter, I I can right now chalk up to, look, this is what happens when you have LeBron and you build your team around that, and then he leaves. Yeah, like, and, and honestly, I can't get that upset when literally this team does not have a backup power forward that makes any sense. And you have Kevin Love, the most injury-prone power forward of the last five years. You know, yeah. um, the fact that you're starting Sam Decker at power forward. Oh gosh, yeah. or he can't play, like, so you come in and start. I, I think Sam Decker's going to be lighted up in Europe here in about two years. Uh, he, but that's the other side of it. Like so the moves they made in the off season, just you know, for the most part, make no sense. And I've beaten the Kobe Altman has two of the worst trades in NBA history drum. I mean, they actually, <laughs> they actually gave up a first round pick to help 
the Lakers clear their cap for LeBron, which to me is just the worst trade. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that made a difference. He was going to go there no matter what. Well, yeah, but that's the point. Like, why are you helping them? <laughs> like, yeah. regardless of that, they they gave up a first round pick to take on an awful player in Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. You know, who even when he has a near triple double goes one for nine from three. So. Yeah. yeah. But uh, the other side of that being, you know, they did do some interesting things tonight. Uh, they ran a lot of too big. Larry Nance in the second half played a lot of power forward. And they were running a lot of double high screen stuff. And, you know, Ante Zizic clearly had a nice game. A guy you can play against a traditional big center. Um, I hope he gets a lot more minutes. I hope Tristan gets less minutes. I mean, Tristan played a really good game against the Magic, but that is not sustainable. He's just not a guy that's going to finish well consistently. Um, it just hasn't happened in what 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 are we in year seven here? Year six? <laughs> I don't think I. No, we're in year yeah year seven I believe of the Tristan Thompson experience and. We know who he is at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, he's never... He probably has the worst jump shot in the NBA. Is there? Yeah. I, I can't think of anybody well, worse. At least he doesn't take a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I can't think of anybody worse. So, he probably has the worst jump shot in the NBA. Not a bad defender, but a, a pretty lousy, below-average finisher for a big... Um. Really good rebounder, but part of the reason he gets so many offensive rebounds is teams just don't bother guarding him, <laughs> you know, yeah. and so he can get a running start at every offensive rebound. So, and he has a lot where guys are just sagging so far off him. Excuse Dude, me. you want to hear something funny? So, hopefully Zizic gets some of his minutes. What's funny? The Lakers have a guy named Ivica Zubak as Zubac? a center. Yeah. Yeah. They have... JaVale McGee, Alex Caruso, yeah. Jonathan Williams, and now because and now they, they have, have yeah. a Darth of anything at center, they've brought in Tyson Chandler. Yeah, they have five centers. Who is two years older than LeBron. Yeah. And who did they literally cut in the offseason? Uh the guy that Brooke is Lopez. second second on the New Orleans Pelicans in oh yeah <laughs> PER Julius Randall Julius Randall yeah yeah they they got good rid- work Magic but that's Luke Walton's fault right yeah oh it's that roster is ridiculous and what is going on why have the Pelicans lost six straight games well because Anthony Davis is ba- banged up oh okay well, that makes sense yeah and the problem is uh you know to quote David Aldrich um who I listened to this morning um. That is a team with a very low margin for error. Um, when Anthony Davis is banged up, the, pretty much everything has to go right for them to win consistently. So, yeah. so yeah, it's a weird NBA season so far. I mean, one of the things I feel like you're seeing is because there's more possessions in NBA games now, it makes it harder for bad teams to get upsets because there's just it spreads out that, you know, Rate that adjusted plus minus, it just gets multiplied more because there's more possessions. So you're you're seeing fewer and fewer bad teams have the ability to beat good teams, 
And I feel like you're getting more of a spread between the haves and the have-nots in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um, yeah that makes sense. But you're like, also... I mean, you're basically yeah. making... You're kind of saying it's like the the counter to uh, junk up the game, you know, try to win a low possession game, 76 yeah. to 72. It's almost impossible to do that now. I mean, yeah, it the, uh, the thunder giving up 107 points a game and they're like in the top eight in defense, <laughs> you know, whereas like that would have been one of the worst defenses in the NBA five years ago. Yeah. You know, so yeah, we've got the, the Lakers about to kick off here against the T wolves, another mess of a team, uh, where with the T-Wolves. Jimmy Butler experience, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it's definitely a weird season. Oh, I wanted to add another, uh, another die on that hill thing. Okay. Urban legend. Did the Cavs had a chance to trade for Luka Doncic to trade him oh, with yeah. that third pick? You know that Joe Varden says they did, but they didn't want to eat Kent Bazemore's contract, which to me is kind of ridiculous. I mean, but is Bazemore that? Bad. I mean, he might be overpaid, but yeah. The, well, that's the thing. Kind of like a replacement level swing exactly. man. Yeah, exactly. And when you've, I mean, he's certainly not worse than J.R. Smith. So, oh no, absolutely <laughs> not. He'll play way more defense, I think. Yeah, at and, least he'll try more. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, who's the other guy that? Um, so yeah, and the other thing I wanted to do was, I mean, if you look at the four guys, the next four guys taken after Colin Sexton right now are looking like, ooh, that might have been a mistake to pass on that guy, you know. Okay. Like, <laughs> no, I'm going to go into that. Sorry, I didn't have a suit up here. Um, but you got Shy Gilgus and Alexander, who I think was taken next. No, Kevin Knox. Yeah, Kevin Knox was taken next, who we haven't seen a lot, but had a really... He's only played 60 minutes, and yeah. he's shooting 36%, so we can't say he's better. Yeah, he's been hurt a lot of it, but then we got McCall Bridges, who also yeah. was hurt for most of training camp. Yeah, and he's got... shoot, shooting pretty well. Yeah, yeah, and who kind of everybody thought was probably the highest floor of any of the lottery picks. Yeah. You know, aside from, like, a DeAndre Jordan... Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, McCall Bridges. Who, no, you got... Oh, yeah, yeah, McCall Bridges. Or then you've got Miles Bridges. No, McCall Bridges. Then you got Miles Shy. Bridges. Then you got Shy. Yeah, and Shy... Let's look at Shy. Yeah, he's, he's you know, dishing out three, three assists in 25 minutes. You know, shooting well. Looks good for a rookie. Yeah. But, yeah, Miles Bridges um, has been good. Yeah, oh my gosh, did you see the dunk he had last night? No. I mean, I it was a it. no remorse for human life. So. <laughs> yeah, nice. And you, you, part of the thing is, like, I feel like the Cavs kind of all their eggs in the... Yeah, so Miles Bridges, almost nine points a game, um, 57% from the field, 36% from three, um... And and three rebounds. I mean, clearly that three four hybrid. Well, he's shooting a lot better than a lot of people thought he would. He already has a fifteen per. Um, he just looks like a player with a really high ceiling. So, and obviously the Cavs need a three that can play some four. 
a guy that could fill in for Kevin Love right now would be huge for them. And I, I feel like they put all their eggs in the Kevin Love basket. And the fact that they didn't have a legit plan at backup power forward is is one of the more baffling front office moves. You know what I mean? Like a guy who misses significant time every season. Like why? Unless you just kind of thought, hey, we're going to tell everybody we want to compete. But really, we don't care. I mean, if that happens, great. But we'll bail on that plan quickly if if that's something that we have to do. Yeah. So did you hear about the whole Kyle Korver thing? Uh, that They said they, they told him they would trade him if LeBron left, and now they're just like, nah. Eh, yeah, we'll just wait till a good trade. So, I mean, I, I, what do you think of that whole situation? Well, I guess it's one thing if they told them, look, we'll try to trade you, um, and they just assumed they'd be able to. And, I mean, you're not going to trade. I mean, Kyle Korver has value. I mean, you're not going to just yeah. dump him for, like, a late second-round pick or something because he could put – he's the kind of guy that could put – you know, like last year, you think about like when Philadelphia added uh, some three point shooting. Oh, it's yeah. like they when went, they, they went Julia from Silva like, a, and yeah, they went from like a Barniani. team that okay, don't sleep on them to like, oh my gosh, how many games did they win in a row? I mean, they yeah. just they were dominating. So Kyle Korver has could have that effect on another team. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I kind of get it. I don't know. It, it I don't know if it's well, as you know my Kyle Korver trade idea, which is Kyle for uh, for Delhi. <laughs> I'd love bring that. Bring Delhi yeah. home. I would. Well, I would tune in just for Delhi. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I totally. I I actually think you would be a great point guard to put next to Colin Sexton. You know, a guy kind of coach on the floor with him, but yeah, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what I think of that whole situation. I mean, we've talked about a little bit. You know, whether J.R. Smith and George Hill have any trade value. Um, I don't – they do have trade value in that they are semi-expiring contracts and the Cavs can eat longer, worse contracts in order to pick up draft picks and other young assets. But on mm-hmm. their own, you know, George Hill has to really start playing well for that to be a possibility. But the other thing is it's so early in the season, nobody wants to tr- – you know, nobody wants to blow up the team or make significant changes till they kind of see what they have. And we're still a month away from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're only really three weeks into the season so far. So for the Cavs to be talking about, you know, these trades and blowing it up, it's like, you know, you got to wait until at least mid-December till that's going to happen. Yeah. You know? And it's. Well, you know who's going to have to blow it up this year, though, don't you? Who? My favorite team to hate, other than the Warriors. And the Lakers? And the Lakers. <laughs> Who's that? The Wizards. Oh, yeah. No, they're a hot mess. Yeah. And, and clearly a team that hates each other, but John Wall is almost untradeable at this point. And the funny thing is, is Wall and Beal don't like each other. And The funny thing is that no one is hurt. Yeah, like, exactly. And they're this bad. Well, Dwight was hurt for a while. Well, okay, yeah, Dwight is, but um, uh, although Tony Kornheiser, they got Jeff Green. Oh no, (laughs) Tony Kornheiser this morning was. Oh yeah, (laughs) was talking about how the greatest headline in Washington sports history was: despite losses, Dwight Howard all smiles this season. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of subtext underneath that 
despite losses heading, yeah. you know. He's kind of a goofy guy. He's Who, Howard? What, oh, yeah. Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy that got too famous too young and just never really out oh, of yeah. No, I think we all kind of talked about that. I mean, he was... You remember how insane it was when he, he was in Orlando and, you know, how nuts it got with uh, him and... Uh, Stan. Uh, the Hedgehog, yeah. And then that season <laughs> in L.A. where just Kobe clearly could not stand him. Yep. Oh, yeah, where they had the new super team and they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> One of the, like, five different super teams they've had over the years that yeah. didn't yep, win anything. Flopped. Yep. Yeah. So the only super team they ever kind of really put together that was really good was put together by Jerry West. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a it is a pretty bizarre NBA season so far. Um, I mean, our bet is still... I feel like... So what was I mean, the they're on under? Uh, 43. 43, yeah. yeah. I feel like the Cavs could totally just make the over but still make the playoffs. You mean the Lakers? The Lakers, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. But make the over but not make the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I agree with you. They're going to have a tough time because look at who is in front of them that has to drop off. Yeah, Sacramento. Well, then here's the other thing, because I think Utah is better than they've been lately. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, who out of Utah, New Orleans, Houston? I mean, I don't think they were counting on Memphis being good. Um, You know, you were thinking, oh, maybe nobody was counting on the Kings being a winning team. No. So, yeah, I mean, it it, it suddenly looks tougher in the West than it did. Yeah. Yeah. you can write off Phoenix, probably write off Dallas, but I don't know. I mean, Minnesota might, they got talent. They might figure out how to start scrapping again. It's going to be tough for the Lakers. They got a, yeah, they got a tough point differential. I mean, Minnesota's negative seven and Sacramento's got a negative point differential, but a winning record. So yeah, LeBron could have just stayed in Cleveland and we could have ruined Toronto for like a fifth straight year and lost, you know, to the Warriors again, but I get it. He wanted to change the scenery. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and the East doesn't look like slouches this year so far. I mean, well, your Bucks finally after like 5 years of waiting for the ascent, they're finally playing well. Yeah. Although I still feel like they don't have enough shooting. Although they are second in the NBA in point differential. So Well, Chris Middleton is such a good shooter. Now. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and Ooh, holy crap, Tibbs, he's a good also shooter. Also, they got Drew Holy Henson. crap, he is taking 12 threes per 100 possessions and shooting 48% from three. That's insane. That is insane. That is, like, Curry level. Like, wait, well, I, gotta, then you've got, I gotta look this up. Who, who is, like... Yeah, yeah he's... That, he, okay, yeah. Curry is in a total league of his own, but what's Curry... What's so his... Curry, so Curry is... Okay, never mind. Curry shooting fifty one percent on threes, and he's taking eleven a game. That's insane. That's totally insane. That's well, and then you've also got Malcolm Brogdon's taking three point three threes a game for forty two percent, and then you got Brooke Lopez almost seven threes a game at thirty eight percent, and then you've got Ilyasova. So right now, underrated. Curry is leading. Curry is leading the NBA in points per game, and he's shooting 53, 51, 92. Yeah, that would be 
That's kind of the most insane thing I've ever seen. Like if, if obviously it's early, but if, if his stat line looks anything like this at the end of the season, you might be able to make an argument. That's like a Wilt Chamberlain type statistical outlier season. Like we might never see that again from another player. Although I still contend people don't foul him hard often enough. <laughs> well, you're right. I'll <laughs> die on that hill with you. Well, I just feel like you should just smack his elbow right on the three-point line once or twice a game. Because if he's going to shoot that well anyway, you might as well just take the chances at the line and just fake like you're going to do that and make him flinch. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I used to do. <laughs> and but, it's a wonder yeah. I never got punched more. <laughs> <laughs> Or is what did I say today is like with guys who flop, you just fall on them and put your elbow in their stomach. <laughs> Teach them how to flop. Yeah. I just, flop away uh, from contact. Uh, the one that drives me nuts anymore is this when you got the guy trailing on you and you go up for that jumper and then you just fall down like you've been shot when they put when they lightly touch your back. Yeah. <laughs> that one drives me that one drives me insane. Or the other one, the the pump fake and the guy just jumps straight up, and then you just throw your body into him. It's like it drives me nuts how many NBA refs fall for that. Still, like it, the banana in the tailpipe, as EG calls it. Yep, it drives me it drives me crazy. So yeah, I mean it's a crazy NBA season so far. I mean, look at Giannis averaging twenty six, thirteen, and six assists. Like you got to think nice he's season. he. Um, Kawhi Leonard and obviously Steph Curry all in the, you know, the MB- MVP running at this point. And, and Jokic too. Oh yeah. And Joker. Yeah. He's in the, he's an MVP candidate right now. Oh, absolutely. I'm, no argument. And then Portland having a really good season too. Yeah, I know Portland, man. They just, I can't figure that team out. Like why? Well, part of the problem is if Portland was in the East, like, it would probably be Eastern Conference Finals every year, but they're in the yeah, West. Yeah, I mean, so Will Lillard, right at this point, MVP candidate as well. Yeah, I mean, you you got to give that to him. And then Nurkic is having a really good season, too. Uh, and Holy of course, crap, though. I mean, since they lost by two at Denver, the Warriors have won, what, nine straight? And most of them have been by 20 plus points. Yeah. Like that's now they've been playing, they've been playing crappy teams. Yeah. And they're killing me because they just beat Memphis by 16 and Memphis is like good. So yeah, they're going to, they might win like 80 games and not even try to win six (laughs) games. Like that's how crazy good they are right now. Yeah, and I mean, I think we're all in agreement at this point, too. The Cavs look like the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> they absolutely do. I mean, well, it yeah, is, well, you're absolutely right, Nate. Well, you're absolutely I mean, Washington, a close second at this point. I mean, it, Phoenix. Is, and Phoenix is there, yeah. Phoenix is even worse in terms of point differential. <laughs> Phoenix hilariously won their home opener by 21 points. And yeah. has since has since lost uh eight straight games. Oh no, they won one game. Yeah. Well and the but funny thing I mean, Phoenix, did you see they didn't extend a uh extension to Dragon Bender? Mm-mm. Like they have just drafted so poorly. Josh Jackson doesn't look very good. I mean, 
it seems like Booker and Aiton are the only good draft picks that they've had in the last six years. <laughs> well, it's bad luck that this guy's nickname is the Croatian sensation. Who's who's that? Dragan Bender. That's his nickname. Oh, yeah. But we all know the Croatian sensation is rest in peace, Drazen Petrovic. <laughs> so or, we'll be going stealing people's nicknames. Yeah. or Just because you're Croatian. By the way, Pestex Croatian for anyone interested. <laughs> nice. Have you ever yeah. been to the Dalmatian coast? I have not. <laughs> and I did not even know that they apparently were in the World Cup final because I hate soccer. But like I find out, I found that out. Do you hate after. soccer or you just yes. hate people who like soccer? No, I hate soccer. Both. I don't. I don't hate people that like soccer. Oh. I hate so- I hate soccer, and I hate racing. So obviously, I love Rocket League. It makes <laughs> makes perfect sense. Exactly. It well, it's like sense. multiplying negative numbers. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. There's a mathematical model for it. So Nate, when do I get to rant? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so let's talk a little bit about Monday's epic meltdown. Okay. Uh, of and you you did watch that game or at least I did. the end of well, it. I watched the end at least. And it was like Cavs have a chance to win. I'm tuning well, in. They should have won. They yeah. should have won. Yes. And although, do you see the two minute report that you know Kyle Korver got fouled on the? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, he got he got George like, Hill got fouled. The face. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And. And and that was even more egregious than any of the other stuff because it's like that's clearly an intentional foul situation, and they just decided they weren't going to call it. And yeah. just NBA refs drive me up the wall. And bad pass by Chetty, clearly. Larry Drew probably should have called a timeout and yeah, gotten his inbound situation figured out. You know that was that was an issue when LeBron was here. They still had regular season games that would end up like that. You know what I mean? Like they would mm-hmm. get real sloppy with the get ball at the end of regular season games. And you know, clearly and I love the fight, you know, Tristan Thompson, George Hill, J.R. Smith, but you know, that you know, young teams just make mistakes like that. But so it was disheartening, but even more disheartening is the fact that even if the Cavs finish with the worst record in the league, they only have a 52% chance of drafting in the top five. They have a 48% chance at the fifth pick. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty crazy. So it's, it, it's pretty brutal the way they flattened out the uh, draft lottery odds this year. Yeah. I know. doesn't so, help us. No. But... And I feel like a lot of the rule changes have, screwed the Cavs, but I think also what screwed the Cavs is getting old and signing mediocre players to long-term contracts because they were LeBron's buddies. So Yeah, yeah. So it's the LeBron taxes, as Corey often said. So anyway, I'm done with my rants. What do you want to rant about? Well, this might not seem to be the most original rant, but... I just, with every passing day, I get more frustrated by this. Okay, so, Nate, we've decried um, both clickbait as a phenomenon and poor titles, right? Like, sometimes you'll post an article on Facebook and you'll be like, ignore the title because it's awful, but the article's decent or something like that. Yeah. Um, remember the one I got all mad about years ago in 538 where the title, like, the head, the headline was, it's um, 
futile to hack uh, DeAndre or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. And then the article is like going through, and it was a terrible article from a mathematical standpoint because um, they didn't actually look at real data. They just did like an expected value um, in a vacuum. And, and then the conclusion was, in a lot of cases, this doesn't seem to make sense. <laughs> and then the headline was like, it's futile. So it's like, uh, futile means not the same as this weird hedging like well yeah mathematically it doesn't seem to bore a lot of fruit and then kevin pelton stole my idea to actually look into the data remember that and then he oh which time yeah right right exactly exactly and then uh but he determined that hacka whatever has actually been very um useful as a tactic and that's why the nba had to create a rule as opposed to what Bob Vulgaris one time was spouting off on Twitter about how, you know, him and his 10,000 lackeys and all their AI that, you know, micro take microtransactions on NBA games. He, you know, loudly shouted from Twitter that teams were stupid for doing the hacka and he could prove it. And no, you're wrong, actually, because just taking a simple expected value based on percentages is not the whole picture here. And if Greg Popovich and, uh, uh, what's his name? What's the Mavericks coach? Rick Carlisle are like the number one and number two offenders of Hacka. It probably is actually a useful tactic. So anyway, it, I interesting did... because Vulgaris works for the Mavs now. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. So um, I can't stand that guy. By the way, um, <laughs> well, his Twitter account is gone because he that's works good. For well, the maybe now, yeah. So. Maybe he's a great guy that just turns into a typical Twitterer. But um, <laughs> I. So I have a big problem. I feel like very few people whose title is professional gambler can be a great guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I mean, poker player is different because poker. It wouldn't be a Cavs a Pod podcast without some kind of weird technical glitch. But anyway, we're back better than ever. <laughs> and to to take where I was going, whatever is a futile endeavor as a title and then the content of your article is making it very clear that you don't even believe it's full and then of course we find out later that it's totally not so more and more um any kind of news that i read is just like pure punditry my buddy why tom me, hates punditry part three yeah, yeah so he tells me i gotta get the yahoo yeah. and boy Watching the you know Brown Steelers in HD on my phone and not paying anything um, was pretty cool, and I didn't get it. Like it didn't make sense to me. Like wait, I don't get why if I can do this, why can't I download like an NFL app and do that? But I can't. But somehow Yahoo has some kind of deal with the NFL to provide this service. Um, yeah, at least for the games. only positive content deal Yahoo has. <laughs> yeah, at, at least like if you're in the network, like I can't watch a game that's kind of out of my region. So it's really okay. just if I'm not in front of a broadcast television, I got the game anyway. So that's cool. Um, so anyway, so I got the Yahoo Sports app and I, I don't know, I installed it and it must have hijacked my Android phone to make it allow itself to install or to push notifications to my notification panel. So now I get five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten news, sports news notifications every day from Yahoo Sports app on my phone. And I've noticed that, you know, today journalists are always trying to be really clever, like almost like they're writing tweets 
with their headlines and they put emojis in them. And it's just, it's kind of like, if you remember, you know, ESPN when they introduced the ticker in like the late nineties and it was like, okay, you could kind of be getting a news feed and it was clear and to the point. And it certainly wasn't punditry. It was just like, here's the basic facts and we'll just yeah. scroll this along. Well, that's what notifications are supposed to be. The crawl. So when D, so when DJ, what's the guy's name? Durkin? TJ Durkin. TJ Durkin. When, when, when he was reinstated, an appropriate headline would be, that he was reinstated or that he wasn't fired. And then you can click the article and read about the decision. And then it probably is news to say this is like a controversial decision, right? Or here's who, there's a who's who of who's upset about this, right? Okay, that's fine. I get it. But instead, my, the title of my, uh, notification was something like, um, you know, Total insanity, colon, <laughs> Maryland, like, egregiously reinstates DJ Durkin in an apocalyptically <laughs> stupid move. And I'm just reading this and I'm thinking like, okay, so you're, you're enti- the entire title and gist of your headline is that you're mad about something or that it, it, something's awful. It's just, yeah. it's deadspin. It's just punditry. Like, everyone wants to be deadspin. They just want to like write a, a cheeky title written by some twenty-year-old with skinny jeans that says "blah blah blah." <laughs> awful. Sometimes Deadspin does that. What they was the Deadspin one you did the other day? You said to me something about like because uh, I sent you this article that I thought was really good, and it was about the whole Kavanaugh thing, and we won't get into that. But you had a great response. It was like this guy wrote a really good article on his or this guy. Uh, on his break from slinging lattes, <laughs> <laughs> pen this article that yeah. really got you fired up, Nate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh uh, yeah. So anyway, so so Nate, I I I think it was yesterday that um I got another just ridiculous notification, news notification from Yahoo Sports that I decided, all right. This is going into the next Tom's rants. So after we had started podcasting, I thought, oh, I need to find some good ammo. Like I need to have actually decent notifications that I could – because I can't just anecdotally say it's awful. Like I want to have like a zinger. And so I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'll just rifle through like what it's pushing to me right at this instant and maybe there will be something good. But I was nervous that there wouldn't, that it would be kind of <laughs> milk with toast. Like it that wouldn't you would be like, not hey, be I'm triggered. You yeah. were worried you would not – you needed a right. not triggered warning. Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, so here is the first news alert, <laughs> and I'm just going to read it exactly as it is because it's a notification. So it gets cut off. So I'm just going to read what is in my notification pane, and then I'm going to click on it. And then read the actual title of the article, which I don't know what the actual title of the article is. Are you ready, Nate? <laughs> at yes, seven at seven thirty five PM, I got an NFL news alert. A suicidal grandmother, period. A dogged daycare operator. <laughs> Jesus. Dot dot dot. Now when I click on this. The Lives J.J. Watts Hurricane Harvey Fundraiser Helped Save. That is literally the title. That's the reveal. 
Wow. So I apparently JJ Watts Hurricane Harvey fundraiser helped a suicidal grandmother. Yeah. You can lose four pounds of belly fat a day with this one easy trick. You've seen those headlines, right? Like, oh yeah. Or yeah. my favorite were, uh, yeah. So we have just commodified outrage and commodified, you know, Nate, you're not, you're not, you're not flipping out about this. I, I have, I have a notification <laughs> that sa- that says NFL news alert, and then starts with a suicidal grandmother. <laughs> period, and then says a dogged daycare operator. Dot dot dot. I don't know what do- the hell kind of what the hell kind of news alert is that? <laughs> I don't know. Don't. What it? What is that? That's. So these phones and these apps are all socially engineered to grab your eyeballs and make you waste time on their app. That's just the way they're built. I get they that. are hacking you your brain, Tom. I get that. And you know what else is engineered to do that? Like bright rainbow colored clothing and hair, right? Oh, I've got a rant about rainbow colored clothing. But you don't you don't like go into work looking like a freak to draw attention <laughs> to yourself because that's not professional. You go to work looking like a professional, so you do your job. So news, right? I mean, it's just funny to me. It's like we're, we literally call ourselves Cavs the blog, and blog has gotten this strange connotation over the years that it's like not real. And it's like, hell, we hold ourselves to a higher standard than – multi-billion dollar companies dabbling in news that are hiring the latte serving bros to push this garbage like what is this this is total garbage oh it's so much garbage i mean stephen a smith is the the personification of this just i'm just gonna take the thinnest source of you know lebron's barber's kids uh teacher heard something about LeBron and now this is news and now, you know, LeBron's going to end his career in New York City or, you know, something like that. KD wants to go play in uh, LA with LeBron or something like that. I mean, it's just, it's the thinnest of the, and it's all just to get eyeballs and it has nothing to do with reality, you know? Yeah. And then now, and now imagine if that news alert from Stephen A. Smith came as a notification on your phone and the headline was a suicidal kitten <laughs> dot 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 um flaming poo sewer package and then you just like clicked on the article and then it was like JJ Watts fundraiser it's like <laughs> what the hell what is going on it's just it's just, just insane it's insane and i i see this everywhere and it's just accelerating it's like oh, no it one is. wants no one wants to stand up and be like we're going to act like adults. We're going to act like adults. We're just going to give you a normal like it could it could be catchy if it should be catchy. Like remember how, you know, if you if you watch if you read newspapers for like the last 200 years, they would try to come up with clever titles if they could. Tom, you were but, born in the wrong decade. I, just I was <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean Yeah, no, I yeah, I get it. I mean, a great headline. It's like the headline I said earlier. Despite the losses, Dwight Howard. (laughs) (laughs) All smiles this season. No, I mean, it's totally... So my big rant 
So you talked about it a little bit, these rainbow t-shirts is, you know, last year, one of the worst children's movies ever in the history of creation came out, which was known as the emoji movie. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh, it was so bad. I believe you though. I believe and you. And so one of the emojis <laughs> was the poop emoji. Yeah. And yeah. and it was voiced by Patrick Stewart. And you oh, no. could never like you could literally not stoop any lower than to I'm gonna take a paycheck to literally <laughs> be the voice of no. an animated pile of crap. No, Captain Picard, no. make it un- make it unso. <laughs> exactly. So I and the new thing is is like I don't know if you've been I, I'm sure you've been shopping for children's clothes, uh, but yours are probably younger and more uh a little more conservative. The tween girls the poop emoji is a fashion thing. Like I know. literally there's a shirt and it's got a giant glittery poop emoji on it. And I'm like, you're literally celebrating glittering shit. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, what I is was, this? I was in church and a oh, no. tween was wearing a hair bow that had the poop emoji on it. Like, I don't, what is and that? Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want to judge, but I do want to judge because if you're that girl's parents, and you get in the car to go to church and you're and, and anyone associated with you is wearing a bow with a pile of shit on it. You don't put the car in reverse. Yeah. You just yeah. say, you know what? We might have to miss church today if you're going to die on that hill wearing yeah. that bow or, or you're not going to go. Well, and then but it I, makes am not me gonna, wonder... I am not going to walk down the aisle and receive communion with you wearing a piece of shit. <laughs> In your hair, like I, I just, I just want. And, I was and now to I feel it. like, I like the poop emoji should be the. Parents? It should like, be the title. His parents. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, it, it, yeah, that is funny. And now it makes me wonder why aren't there more emojis for more other bodily functions? Like, why did we single out, <laughs> you know, f- feces? Like, why aren't there more? Emo- why isn't there? Oh God! Well, there is a poop imagine- emoji. Can you imagine Dave, Chappelle, Dave Chappelle's emoji? <laughs> no. Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I want to pee on you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. like, what What kind of society is this? I mean, it just, I mean, this is literally our old man get off our, rain, our lawn, though. But I'm like, people are selling this and kids are buying it. Now, it's like, why... Of all the things to celebrate, I mean, and I'm not a prude. I love, you know, a humorous potty humor as much as anyone else. But, <laughs> it, you know, it's also like, I don't want it on a T-shirt. <laughs> you know, that just, it, it, we live in strange toms, times, Tom Pesta. We do. It, we live in really strange times. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it, it it's definitely odd times that we live in. So, yeah, and you were talking about so I I have the same issue, but I have the general Yahoo News app. Yeah, what I get is the alerts for like some salacious headline, like, and it's usually like what Trump did today, you know, and and so I'm like, oh, I got to click on that, and you know, John Mulaney has a great bit about comparing it to oh, you've the Trump presidency to 
you have a horse in a hospital and every day you got to look and see what the horse did. <laughs> you know, what did he knock over today? But I mean, but then I go and try and find it. and I can't ever find the actual article to which this alert is referencing. It's just like 5,000 Kardashian articles. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, which, you know, we're still a part of, but I feel like the Trump, I feel like the Tristan Chloe thing is, is fading just because Tristan's Q rating went down so much when, when LeBron left. So, yeah. so I have a question, Nate. Like, cause I'm, I'm scrolling through my Yahoo new, my Yahoo sports app in the news section. And every like three articles, there's a sponsored page. Mm-hmm. Who the hell ever clicks on these things? I don't know. Like, That's the other thing. Like, I don't know. You, you, I mean, they're always they're always appealing to like a dude because there's always yeah. some female in a in what a. What does sexual... this girl look like now? Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's just who clicks on that? Yeah. Like you know, you're just getting like a virus or something if you click on that. I don't. I don't. You know. thought Honey Boo Boo was ugly? Look at her yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never guess what he looks like today. Yeah. Or you know, these are the most dangerous foods oh, in the world. Man. So Nate. <laughs> You know, my next Tom's rant clicks on those things, though. Like, I don't know. And so many of those pages, it's like 90% garbage links. I don't know who clicks on them. Or you get, and every now and again, you click, and it's literally like two sentences worth of content, a picture, and then a next button with 30 other ads on the next page. Yeah. And it's like, like, why are people clicking on these? But I know people click on them because I think there's just a curiosity factor. Must. Like we've yeah, you assume doing, they must. We've been doing phishing testing at our work. Like, we'll, our security will send out a fake phishing email where they're trying to get you to click on a spurious link. And it's like the amount of people that click on it, it's like we have no self-control. We must click. <laughs> <laughs> we must click. They're, I know it's probably bad, but I have to click anyway. You know, like I'm, there's a 0.5% chance that this is something that might actually be interesting. Yeah. 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 So Nate, we are, I'm we are addicted up. to instantaneous feedback, Tom. I'm gonna that's true. I'm gonna queue up for our next podcast, Tom's rant section. Uh do you go on LinkedIn much? <laughs> we're we're not gonna talk about <laughs> I don't go on LinkedIn much. Oh my gosh. LinkedIn, LinkedIn someone started like, as a good idea, but now it's just a Key and Peel or some comedian needs to do a whole bit on LinkedIn. Because it is one of the most insufferable, like, circle jerk <laughs> phenomenon, like, I have ever seen. It's just, it's just kind of unbelievable. It, well, it's, it, it it's, kind it's of like, seems like so many of these platforms are, like, they seem like a decent idea when they come out, but they don't make any money. And then, so they build up their readership. And their kind of subscription base to the point they're like, okay, now we can monetize it and make it completely insufferable and unusable. So you know how Facebook is insufferable because now everyone's just like on there yelling at their family about like politics and being total <laughs> jerks. So, yeah, although to me that's LinkedIn, kind of the best part. But LinkedIn is like the opposite. It's like no one ever really says anything negative because you realize that. This could be like the first job interview you get is someone oh, just yeah. perusing LinkedIn to see, oh, what is this person well, and into? Now the other thing is like everybody has the opportunity to validate your skills. Like yeah, for that guy has skills in under in underwater basket weaving. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, analytics. Yeah. yeah, no, but it's just it's just 
so funny. Um, all the comments and it's just, it's like, okay, you know how, um, the, you know, the, the big motivational posters, yeah, you know, like yeah. how, and, and there was this whole meme, <laughs> like, like the whole the, one the, on, uh, isn't the skydiving one on the office on the wall in the office? Maybe, but yeah. I mean, this has been parodied, right? Like, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In Failure, office, and you've got everybody in the boat going in, over the waterfall. In, you know. in office space, you know, it says like planning to plan, and <laughs> there's demotivational posters, yeah, exactly. which got really popular in the mid 2000s. LinkedIn is like one giant <laughs> social media motivational poster. It, it, it's, it's just, and I mean, I use it. I need it. It's it. It does have a purpose. But what do you use and, it for? Like recruiting? Yeah, just yeah. And events, I guess that's the one thing where it's decent. Is someone will post like an event, like a job fair or something, and I'll okay. see it and I'll know about it. But yeah, basically. Yeah, but, it it does seem very. But like, uh, so the funny thing is. Um, just like there are Facebook kind of memes that go around and you'll see people reposting and sometimes they're just ridiculous and you'll be yeah. like, oh, come on. So the LinkedIn ones, there's like way less of them and like everyone posts like the same ones. So the one that's <laughs> been going around like for all summer is some random quote from Steve Jobs, which was like, I don't. You know, or I don't even know about hiring people and the kinds of people you bring into your organization. And it's one of these black backgrounds, white text, and it seems so wise. And then it's like dash Steve Jobs. It's like every other day, a third of people that I know are like posting that. And it's like, we get it, guys. He probably didn't even say that. Like, did you even check to see if Steve Jobs actually said this before you, you shared it? Is it the, I, it doesn't make sense to hire smart people and then tell them what to do. We hire smart people so they can tell us what to do. That's it, it. That one. That's okay. it. That thing just floods LinkedIn. <laughs> um, and just stuff, just stuff like that. You know, it's just like, I love on Facebook when, is these deconstructed memes like where they just it's so obviously false uh, like that's one of my favorite things like, I got my link make it, it so is the Let's quote you know and attributed to Luke Skywalker or something like that <laughs> <laughs> alright what do I got here uh... <sighs> this is hot googling action right here on I'm scrolling. Rock, rock your LinkedIn profile in five easy steps. That's one. Um, T Boone Pickens. Oh, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> okay. My least favorite daily uh, show guest uh, of all time. A new vision for trusted partnerships. Oh, that's my other rant is uh have well, we got a another rant for another day is blockchain <laughs> oh my guys, god yes, blockchain. the uh I'm, the, I'm, 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 I'm mining ethereum right now <laughs> as we freaking speak yeah. in fact i'll i'll open up my wallet right now and tell you how much money i have made you ready for this yeah this reveal so I spent about $1,300 um, <laughs> in Mar- May of 2017 
building an Ethereum rig. Okay, remember that number, $1,300. <laughs> an Ethereum mining um, rig? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as of today, I have mined 6.6 ETH for a USD value of $1,400. Well, the, you've, you've broken even. I've broken even. Although that probably now, doesn't include your power bills. Sure doesn't. But interestingly enough, or your time. Interestingly enough, um, yeah, it doesn't take much time. But interestingly enough, on New Year's Day, I had mined about four ETH, and it was worth almost eight grand. <laughs> and you didn't sell it? No, I did not. Oh, here we go. Scrolling through LinkedIn, treat your employees right so they won't use your internet to look for new jobs. Mark. <laughs> Mark Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, well, there you go. Words to live by. Um, I, I want I'm, every little girl who's told she's bossy to be told instead she has leadership skills. Someone named Cheryl Sandberg. So the, the next to that quote from Mark Zuckerberg should be a picture of J.R. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> And Kyle, like there should be a picture of Kyle and Jr. and George Hill and Kevin Love just all looking at computers (laughs) at uh, the Cleveland Clinic courts. Okay, so we've gotten a little long in the tooth. Anything you want to pitch, Tom? Hmm. Anything I'd like to pitch? Um. Well, I'll go first while you're thinking of it. So yeah, third season of Man in the High Castle, really good. Probably my favorite show on TV right now, or what we, this many different streaming services we call television now. But yeah, really good. Um, I, I love that show. One of my favorite shows. So Rufus Sewell is fantastic. Uh, anyway, so go ahead. Very nice. What can I pitch? All right. Um, well, for Mac users out Uh. there. You pretentious a-holes. I know. <laughs> no, see, I got into Apple after it wasn't cool anymore to get into Apple. It's still cool. Is it still cool? Okay. Yeah. Well, now you're even more pretentious because it wasn't cool. Yeah. You know, once well, it becomes anyway, not cool, it's even cooler. So there's a thing that I was not really aware of called automation in Mac OS. Yeah, where you like record yeah, but it's yeah. really powerful. So it's good for like bash scripting or just, you know, common functions you would do or key clicks um, or just setting up an environment a certain way. Um, so, yeah, pretty cool. I think it's been around a while, but um, <laughs> Mac OS recording. That's what you're pitching. I don't know. I no, mean, okay. I, I'm pitching I'm... against the Yahoo Sports app. It's not even worth the free HD NFL <laughs> games at this point. It's just so bad. Well, there um, you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was... <laughs> okay. Well, uh, and this... Hey, is... I got so many rants, man. We just... I could just... We could just have a Tom's Rants podcast. Well, that you could. Yeah. I mean, and and I do need to talk to you about new gutters, so... Man, I got rants now about schools because my kids are in school. I, and, and, and what was the other one? Uh, pink, uh, strawberry quick. Yeah, was there any resolution? Quick. Strawberry quick. No, no resolution. <laughs> oh, I know what I got to pitch. 
I took my son to see Paw Patrol on Saturday down in Cincinnati. And so I want to Paw Patrol live or something. It was Paw Patrol live. So I want to say it was a pretty good show. So if you have young kids, they'll have a great time. And also, I really like um, the area in downtown Cincinnati with the stadiums and the arena. It's oh, a, yeah, it's, it's a, really nice. A, My wife is there last weekend. Okay, yeah. So especially I love all around Great American Ballpark, all the statues they have of former Reds players. It's just really, really, really well done. There's yeah. all these like concourse areas you can walk through and courtyards, and then there's these stat- life-size statues of players and it's it's really cool so there was no one down there we it's a morning show so we got there saturday morning drive was easy weather was nice we got to just walk around and then yeah paw patrol paw patrol so i went and i got to see mystery science theater 3000 live in cleveland a couple weeks ago (laughs) also excellent took my 14 year old really well written really funny laughed I mean, I only caught about half the jokes because I was laughing so hard the whole time. So hopefully um, <laughs> when the new season of Mystery Science Theater 3000 drops on Thanksgiving Day on Netflix, hopefully the film Deathstalker 2 is one of the ones they they uh, mock because uh, it was really funny and really well written. So that's my pitch. So. Yeah, uh, we'll have to get together down in uh, down in what is it? The Queen City. Yeah, the Queen City. There you go. Chiliville. And, and as that's always, my date's known as the Gem City because we're G- the we're the crown jewel of Cincinnati. <laughs> and, and Hog City. Hog Wasn't City. it Hog City? Because I don't know. that used to be the hog slaughter capital of America. What was? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. Maybe. But more like at the turn of the century because of the Mississippi River. Okay. Flowing into the Ohio. Anyway, as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.